Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges. Precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. I don't think I'm different. I think how I interact with the world is different. I have no light perception, no colors, anything. I see everything pitch black. When I was sighted, I was this guy who didn't take no for an answer. When I lost my sight, I wanted to go back to who I was before. I have to plan ahead a lot. When I'm indoors, I'm trying to figure out where the doors are, where the elevators are. Inside a big building, I'm looking for the beep that tells me where the elevators are. I'm always decoding and investigating. Sounds, scents, landmarks, trying to figure out what things are. Toyota's commitment is to develop a product that will actually improve the mobility for the blind and visually impaired community. Being on Blade is fascinating. This has the ability to transform and change people's lives. Using cameras, Blade can detect various features which are important to the blind community. Doorways, restroom signs, exit signs. In addition, we're also doing research on facial recognition type software. It'll scan your environment and tell you what you see. There's a restroom at 10 o'clock, there's a doorway at 12 o'clock. The second uh, button on there, you would say, take me to the bathroom. And the device will guide you to the bathroom. What sparks me and really interests me is the ability to improve the mobility for as many people as possible. The ability to just get up and leave whenever you want to wherever you want would be awesome. Blade could change my life. Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in studio with Mr. Mark Wilhelms. Hello, Harley. So you're the Chief Innovation Officer at IB Milwaukee. Yes, I am. And we just came out of a terrific video, the audio portion of it, from Toyota. It's really forward-thinking stuff. I think it's only apropos that you and I have a discussion because this is amazing. Project Blade. Project Blade, and you and I have been... I want to say geeked about this discussion and phone call for quite a while. Completely, yeah. And the folks at Toyota have been just wonderful with us, and I love what's coming out of their, what I call their innovation lab, which I think is called their... It's actually, it? actually called the Partner Robot, which is kind of cool. It's and not we're, Mr. Robot, and We're it's seeing Partner so Robot. much in artificial intelligence now, and I'm really excited because Project Blade is a device that's going to allow blind individuals or visually impaired individuals to become more productive and mobile and intuitive to the environments around them. You know what we should really do? We should probably yeah. talk to someone let's, at Toyota. Let's right? call this guys much smarter than you and I on phone. <laughs> Who are we going to get? And we can talk to Mr. Doug Moore. He is the manager of Partner Robot. And why don't we dial up the phone? Fantastic. Hi, this is Doug. Hi, Doug. It's Harley Thomas at Blind Living Radio, and I'm in studio with Mr. Mark Wilhelms. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, thank you guys for having me on today. So, Doug, tell us what exactly you do there. Sure. Currently at the Partner Robot Group, my focus is really on managing the team. And our group here in North America focuses on two main areas, which is research and development, and also looking at new products and applying technology to different areas and spaces in the world. 
So as a way of background, I guess, if you're interested in understanding what we're about, what is Partner Robot Group? Most of the time when people, when I introduce myself to people and I say, hey, I work for Toyota, almost everybody says, hey, I drive a Toyota, which is great. Or they ask me for a Toyota, so I can't do that. But the next question is, is what yeah. do you do, right? And I tell them I work in robots, and so they always think, oh, okay, they think of robots on the factory line. But in fact, it's actually robots that actually are meant for human support and healthcare applications. So the Partner Robot Group has been around for since around 2000, and it's a global organization. It's really spread out across the globe in Japan, here in North America, and also in Europe. So, Doug, I mean, you are in many different industries. Is that correct? Absolutely. So really the focus of what we're trying to do, and just to take you back, I guess, to give you a little history about Toyota, is thinking about... Focusing on people and really thinking about quality of life in a lot of ways. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with what the Toyota way is about, but it's respect for people and continual improvement. And really what we do is we've found what Toyota is about on trying to follow those two ways and those two principles about what Toyota is about. Our key sort of idea currently is mobility for all. And that mobility for all is not about just making cars, but it's about thinking about how do you help people live the life they want to live? How do you actually give access to people that want to have access to different areas? And so the Partner Robot Group really focuses on those types of things. So when you think about people living at home and providing independence, so robots in people's homes, when you think about people trying to regain sort of balance or regain the ability to walk if they're recovering from a stroke, if they're getting old and they need assistance exercising or something like that, if it's a last-mile sort of moment where you're actually trying to get off a train and actually get somewhere, either it's to work or something like that, the whole area of mobility and thinking about that aspect of how we would apply that is really where a partner robot is thinking about using the technology and sort of the current trend of things to say how can we apply things in those areas. I'll tell you what I like about that. You are experts at mobility for all, whether it's a, a car or whether it's a device that maybe blind people can use. Walking or, down the street, walking in right. the office. Or it's, in the, or it's a, in the workplace, in the manufacturing place, moving freely and safely. So tell us about Project Blade. Tell us about the genesis of it. And, and maybe we should just tell people what Project Blade really is. Yeah, no problem. I think actually it would be better to start with the history, and then that helps to lead into what it is today. So I'll give you a little bit of the history in the background. So I've been with Toyota a little over four and a half years. And when I first joined Toyota, I joined as part of the partner robot group here in North America. The manager at the time then introduced this topic. He said, hey, we want to think about making a blind aid robot. And that's really where it started from. It says, let's do some research. Let's think about what we can do for the blind community and apply our technology to assist this community in a lot of ways. So it really started as a research project, trying to understand. And the way Toyota works is really trying to understand their customer. We have a phrase within Toyota, it's called Ginchi Gimbutsu, which translated means actual place, actual thing. But what we really use it as is a go-and-see method. When you try to understand how to do something, whether your customer is internal or external, really you need to go and see and understand what are the true needs, what is it the community actually is desiring, what is, what is there. So our first step was not necessarily trying to say, hey, we have a bunch of technology, let's just make something and take it to the community. But it was about going to the community first and actually understanding what the community needed. So, of course, being roboticists, we think, okay, we'll make a robot, uh, and it'll be wonderful, you know, kind of like Rosie the Robot, and we'll change a lot of things. 
But one of the amazing things was we got a chance to connect with the lighthouse for the blind here in California. That was one of our initial points of contact. And we've also spent time with NFB and working with universities that also do research with the community in, in a lot of different ways. And we quickly realized that making a robot is probably not the best thing for increasing mobility and quality of life for the blind community, mostly because of how quick and how fast people move, the method of transportation that the blind community uses, for example, on and off public transportation quite a bit. And moving a robot on and off something like that would be very difficult at times. So we had to pivot and really try to understand what is it that are some of the needs of the community. And really what we narrowed down on is environmental awareness, trying to understand what's around people and how do you actually get that information that's between a cane and a guide dog and the environment that they're in. And one of the biggest challenges that we realized was open indoor spaces. So in an indoor space, obviously your GPS doesn't function. And a large open indoor space, you don't really have a lot of texture to follow, whether it's your following wall or something like that. So clearly, once you're in a space like that, you may say, hey, I feel like getting a Starbucks. I may want to actually go over to the Gap and find something like that. I may be interested in knowing where the restroom is. Just giving that context, giving that extra little flavor. So the freedom to really just navigate and have that ability to go and do things, give the access to the people and say, hey, you have the chance to do more than what you're currently doing in some ways. And I'm not saying that from the perspective that they're not already doing a lot of things. It's just saying, what can we do to actually provide that extra information has led us to where we are today. So it sounds a lot like freedom and independence was one of the key drivers to the creation of Project Blade. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even really about freedom. It's about understanding what is this the community need and how do we impact the quality of life for the community in the best way. So really thinking what is the key thing, how can we use the technology that we have to really say we're helping you live the life you want to live. And that's really our focus. It's really thinking about contributing to the society in a lot of ways. And I mean, that's that's the partner robot as a whole. You know, really, if you look at all the applications of what we're trying to do, it's focusing on how can we make a difference in people's lives. I like this, and I'll tell you what I like about it, and especially for our listening community. It sort of innovates the cane, the dog, and other GPS devices that that won't market. work in a big mall. I as mean, you're this is really around. sort of the next evolution of cane, the dog, and and the GPS device. I think that's, absolutely that's what I feel. Absolutely. So, so Doug, tell us what this looks like. I mean, what what is it? I mean, we can see a picture of it, but for the listening audience, explain what this looks like. What's it made out of? How's it worn? Sure, sure. So, again, maybe I'll give the evolution of that as well to try to understand how we came to what we have. You know, again, working with the community, once we realized we didn't want to have a robot, we said, okay, well, let's think about what can be actually be done. So we really explored the entire spectrum of ideas on how to make something more portable. And obviously we realized that we don't want to just add another gadget to be held in the hand or you know, making things difficult. Obviously we always want to keep one of the hands free for either your coffee or something that's more important than our gadget, right? So when we looked at the different areas of where we can actually do something wearable, we considered, hey, can it be foot-worn, can it be hand-worn, can it be something else? And ultimately through both our investigation and also working with focus groups of blind community participants, we actually came to something that was a neck-worn device. So the neck-worn device really gives the ability to wear the device, still have your hands free, also have the perspective of the environment that you would like to have, not have something that's worn on your head, not something that's worn on your face, and still provide all the right information to you in the right space. So 
And the device is a neck-worn device. It, it goes around the back of your neck and sort of comes down uh, on your chest a little bit. Somebody described it as a neck pillow, but it's much a little bit thinner than a neck pillow. So I, I kind of like that description. I thought it was nice and sort of comfortable in a lot of ways. It looks comfortable. Uh, it almost looks a bit like yeah, or a horseshoe, like a, like a magnet that's maybe about you know you know that yep. would go around yep. your neck. It's sort of draped down like a scarf. Would. And it has cameras built in it, right, Doug? Yeah. So it has cameras built in. It is a little little bit larger than we would like at the moment. Obviously, hopefully going from our project to what we can get to and in the future, that'll be you know, improved upon and, and continually refined, continuous improvement part of the Toyota way there. The reason it is what it is is because we wanted to try to also focus and make something that's truly independent. So we didn't want to force it to be tethered to a network or Wi-Fi or something like that. We wanted it to be useful for someone that's either in California here or someone that's in the rural space that uh, may not have access to Wi-Fi or something like that. Of course, we can obviously use the advantages when we have them there. But really, we wanted to say, hey, can this be a standalone device and really impact, again, the broader sense of the community, making people it accessible to as many people as possible. So the device itself is, as we mentioned, worn around the neck. We've intended it for it to be comfortable. And then, we, again, we went to the community. We did a lot of research to say, what is the texture supposed to feel like? And ultimately, it's a very smooth texture, and it comes across, and we really wanted it to be not a noisy device for the texture, but something that's easy to identify what is the usefulness. And really, we focused on what are the right buttons, what are the right locations of those buttons, et cetera, through working with the community to make sure we have those things in the right place and in the right place. Sure. Doug, you know what? Let's take a real quick break to hear from our sponsors, HP and some other folks that are help us support the show and keep us moving forward. I want to remind our audience, we are talking to Doug Moore, manager of Partner Robot Group at Toyota. I'm Harley Thomas in studio with Mark Wilhelms. We'll be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Creating employment opportunities for the blind and visually impaired from coast to coast. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio from Industries for the Blind. Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I'm your host, Harley Thomas, in studio today with Mr. Mark Wilhelms. How you doing? Good. We are in the middle of a great discussion with Doug Moore from Toyota. He's the manager of the Partner Robot Group. Welcome back, Doug. Welcome. Thank you. And our folks that listen to the first segment might be asking, how can I learn a little bit more about Project Blade that Toyota has created? And I know the website is called The Toyota effect.com and there's a descriptive video on there there are many other projects that toyota is working on uh, some related to the blind community some not related to the blind community but real cool robotic stuff is that correct absolutely yeah absolutely it's not and the toyota effect is actually not just about robotics it's about how toyota is making an impact in different areas of lives as well so really i think there's a video on there about yellowstone there's a video on there about mm-hmm. medical practices where they're working on that so it's thinking about, and again, this goes back to the core of what Toyota is about, is really thinking about how do we impact communities across the board. So the blind community is one of those communities that we really want to make a difference in, but it's, it goes for every community. It's, it's really about respecting people in, it, in every different area. So, Doug, I want to ask a question because I want to know more about the technology. What, what, I mean, I understand there's cameras in this thing, but 
Yep. How does it detect surrounding objects and signage? And I mean, literally in the video, you can watch this person walk around and it says, there's a restroom. Oh, there's an exit door. Oh, there's a set of stairs. What kind of intelligence is in this and how accurate really is it? Yeah, so you're trying to get to our magic sauce, which I really can't share at this moment. But I think really the key takeaway here and the best way to, to at least set the stage is that being a robotics community, we really have a lot of robotics technology. And you think about computer vision and things like that, that is fairly prevalent not only in robotics, but in different areas of application like autonomous driving, stuff like that. Everybody needs to see and interpret the environment to understand how to do things there. And I think where we focus a lot of our efforts. How do we actually make that work and how do we do that well? And so we've focused really on the items that are important and appropriate for the blind community and said, okay, that's where we're going to put our effort first and making sure those things are hitting the targets that we would like. And then we'll go from there to the broader idea of what we can actually recognize. So if I'm wearing this and I'm walking down the hallway and I want to find the bathroom or a set of stairways. What does it do? Does it vibrate? Does it talk to you? I mean, what, what, what is my experience with Blade? I think in a lot of ways it's what you can imagine it would be. Again, we haven't completely uh, solidified exactly what it's going to do as far as the interaction model. And this is a constant feedback that we're working with the community. I can say that it's going to give feedback both through audio and through vibration. And you can also hook up, we want to have, it have Bluetooth, so you can actually hook it up to your headphones if necessary. It's got the speakers on it that can be also audible out loud. So the idea is to give options. And really, we'd like to hit as many areas of the community as possible. So maybe sometimes you want it to be a little more subtle, a little more private. So if you're saying, hey, take me to the bathroom, you don't want your device shouting, hey, the bathroom's over here. So That would be embarrassing. Our, yeah. And our, you know, our goal is really to, again, quality is really important for what Toyota is about. And as we think about what we want to deliver, we want to make sure, just to your point of when we think about accuracy and stuff like that, Toyota really wants to make sure that we always deliver a quality product. And that's really what we're about, making sure quality things are there. But that being said, you know, when we consider what we can actually do and where we want to go in the future and, and continue to add different capabilities to our device, you know, maybe our first product is really what you've seen in the video and, and focusing on signs and logos or indoor environment, stuff like that. But potentially in the future, we could expand it to other things where it's maybe facial recognition, maybe it's trying to understand who's around you and stuff like that. So I think facial recognition and having it be able, I know there's a lot of growth and trying to really have computers find out what an object is you, or smartphone apps that you can hold up and it'll say, that's a stapler. There are, yeah. There's technology that is ever evolving that... And Microsoft is, is launching a new headset device that is, you know, has similar, has a camera and some other things. We're talking to the Microsoft folks as well. And uh, so we see this all emerging, and it's going to be a fantastic future. But you know what? This extends into firefighting and into people who are in places that you can't see. And you, I mean, confined space visual, recovery, right? Uh, military use, I'm sure. You know, it's a fascinating, fantastic time we live in, and I'm very excited to be a part of it. Doug, what I'm curious about as you navigate a mall, and how does it? currently tell someone you're walking towards somebody or how does it navigate to avoid an object again the the main responsibility is on the user to make sure they're avoiding their objects so we don't want to replace the cane we don't okay. want to replace the guide dog those are tools that 
are widely available to the community, and we think they are fantastic. People should be able to use their cane, et cetera. But what we do want to do is be able to say, I do see a Starbucks or a Macy's or something that's over there, and, and allowing the user to get themselves there in a lot of ways. You know, in the future, if we can focus more on navigation. But we took that initial approach, and the problem was that the the technology that we have right now for moving and navigating a robot is much slower than the human is capable of. So the blind community is always impressing me and amazing me in a lot of they ways. They move fast, they don't can. they, Doug? They are, yeah, they are awesome, and the way they move is great. So I don't want to, if they're already doing that well, I don't want to replace that. What I want to do is give them that information that they don't have and say, okay, you can use this. I know you guys are smart, intelligent people. Here's the information I can give you that you can take and run with. I like that as a philosophy. I, I was wondering how it would work as a hands-free device and being hands-free, you can still hold your coffee in one hand, your cane or your dog harness in the other, and wear Project Blade, and it'll add to your mobility experience, I guess. I don't know if there's yeah. a word for that. Yeah, I think, you know, again, that's that's a great way to look at it. And it's really, like I said, mobility for all, and really saying how do we... How do we add some of that mobility? How do we add some of the access to, to the community? One of the, um, quickly, I wanted to mention one of the funniest stories that I think, you know, in one of the community interactions that there's a gentleman who always kept asking, I want a device that can detect a ring on a lady's finger so he can know if somebody's married or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would yeah. be a very interesting device. Yeah. We haven't really focused on that. But what you can imagine is there's that little bit of information, whether it's that or something else, that really right. people want to know and understand. And, it, and can we actually do those types of things? Doug, you yeah. and your group across the world are doing amazing work. And Excellent. Well, thank you. Really great. And... I want to thank you, Doug, for spending some time with us. I'm sure our listeners are going to be fascinated. To learn more about Doug's group and partner robot at Toyota, you can visit thetoyotaeffect.com. The video that we played at the beginning of the show is on there. There are a bunch of other videos on there. It's really amazing what you're doing, Doug. I want to thank you and appreciate your time today. Excellent. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it as well. To our listening audience, you're listening to Blind Living Radio. I'm Harley Thomas in studio with Mark Wilhelms. Thanks, Harley. And that is going to be our show. Until next week, we'll have more interesting guests. Blind Living Radio is proud to be supported by Industries for the Blind in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. To learn more about Industries for the Blind, go to IBMILW.com and find out how you can directly help support the blind community. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by HP ink and toner cartridges, precision engineered to work together with your HP printer. Hi, this is Douglas Moore with the Partner Robot Group at Toyota, and you are listening to Blind Living Radio. Blind Living Radio.